What's up, world? Welcome to the Dig on Doug podcast. I'm your host, Doug, and I'm going to be bringing you episodes all about having fun, real, and deep conversations. So I hope you enjoy, and let's get digging. What's up? What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Dig on Doug podcast. I hope you are doing good out here. Uh, somehow we find ourselves in October. Um, and funny that we I bring up October because um, normally... This is uh, baseball playoffs times and everything, and things are getting serious, which it still is baseball playoffs and everything and they're, uh, going on. So um, I'm not a big baseball fan myself, but um, I can I appreciate the game. Um, I, I can not saying that I like love to sit down or watch it or anything. I've been to a couple games live. It's not really my thing, but I, I enjoy people who definitely enjoy it. And then one of my, my close friends, um, Chris Chu is back again. Hello, Chris. What's up, Doug? What's up, everybody? Hey, so uh, this time we are talking about Chris' favorite sport of <laughs> baseball. Um, and I'm not going to – we're going to look at this baseball at, at a different angle than like, oh, what's your favorite team? And, like, you know, what do you think they're going to do this season or what they've done in the past? But um, this one I want to really get into – the enjoyment and and love people have for baseball because even though baseball isn't America's pastime like it used to be even though people still call it America's pastime Chris may defer with me there but I would say football definitely no I am I am not going to pretend like baseball has the same draw that it once did you know 30 40 years ago yeah so but with that I am I am intrigued I feel like there's a a a, a unique passion that people have with baseball and so uh, Chris just to start us off like like how did you get into uh, loving baseball and enjoying baseball what's your what's your f- earliest memory of baseball um so my dad took me to baseball games so my dad I mean all the sports that I love is because of my dad so mm-hmm. um, my dad so baseball is at the time and probably still is to this day is still one of the more accessible sports just in terms of cost and things like that there's just so many games that it's it's possible to find relatively cheap tickets if you're willing to you know go to a random game on a tuesday night and deal with all of that so my, my at the time when i first got into baseball i was in elementary school i think i was definitely either in like the fourth or fifth grade might have even been a little earlier. I definitely remember, but I definitely remember going to games at what was then Candlestick Park, um, you know, and doing all of that, freezing freezing your nips off, trying to, you know, on a evening game and trying not to, you know, you know, adhere to the seat or freeze to the seat and doing all of that. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, as a kid, it was a great thing just because, you know, there's because so much of, Baseball is just kind of the experience and just being there and, you know, it's food and it's, uh, you know, a lot, there's like, a, there's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of chance to, you know, just hang out with your dad and hang out with whoever you went with. Um, and even to this day, like baseball, a lot of it is going to a baseball game is different than watching baseball on TV. Like watching baseball on TV, it definitely is a different experience. And I know why a lot of people don't do it, but going to a baseball game is still like a big, like, it's a much different experience. It's like a social experience. It's like being with the crowd, being in that atmosphere and just kind of absorbing it all is just very different than every other live sport that, and I've been to base, I've been to football games. I've been to basketball games so, and baseball is still my favorite sport to go watch live oh, compared okay. to all the other sports. Yeah. 
I know that's more than you asked for, but oh no 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 it's fine no definitely because that's that's what i want to want to really get and understand it because i've i've been meeting recently more and more baseball people who are like like super into baseball and and, and love baseball and, and what it is and so um i really find that there's this connection that they have with it with like from a loved one mm-hmm. or something or a real mm-hmm. relationship tie that they have too and so you had that with your dad so what what were what was going to games like for you for you and your dad there i mean it was i mean it was a great experience i mean my dad's you know it's, it's interesting just because my dad's you know typical i mean so for, for those of you who don't know i'm like a chinese guy and so asian folks generally don't like baseball like that they you know it's mm. all about you know um you know you, you know european football and a lot of those kind of sports um, so most people are like, oh, you know, it's a common complaint. Oh, baseball is so boring. Nothing happens, blah, 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 blah. But my dad loved it. And my dad liked bringing me, um, and, you know, I got, you know, getting to know the players. And obviously as a kid, he would always try to like find the games where they're like kid giveaways. And so, you know, I have like bats and gloves and baseball caps and trading cards and all of this stuff that like was only available to kids at the time. And so, it was a lot of fun. I, you know, I loved ballpark food, and that was a big part of it as a kid. Um, my dad had me convinced that you can only buy, you can only eat nachos after the fifth inning. That's the <laughs> order that you're supposed to eat things in. I think even to this day, if I buy nachos before the fifth inning, it just feels odd to me, just because that's how my dad convinced yeah. me. And it was his way of pacing me, so I didn't like eat all the food and then like knock out by the fourth inning or like get like an upset stomach or something he was just like okay we eat the hot dog now and then at the fifth inning we'll go by nachos i'm like well, okay this is true. i mean baseball's a long game so i mean like you yeah. can't like i mean you throw down on some food and like it's gone and it's like bottom of the first <laughs> <laughs> it's a finish my hot dog and it's only the first finish. <laughs> so 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 how how has the experience of of baseball for you evolve um from like four years old to to growing up and yeah. Maybe high school, middle school, adult. I mean, because it, it all has to shift because then your age shifts and then different right. things do shift. Right. Definitely. I mean, I think I definitely I think it's, it's definitely more in high school where it became my kind of like fandom, especially being a Giants fan. And during the um, in high school was the and then the late because it was late middle school and then into high school was when the Giants started to pick up a little bit, you know, they hired Brian Sabian, um, they, you know, the, the huge controversial, controversial at the time trade of trading Matt Williams for Jeff Kent and some other folks. And then that kind of was the upward ascent of the Giants from 19, you know, about 97, 98 until about 2003, 2004, um, kind of was when I, it, when it was just oh that thing I watched with my dad to like mm-hmm. you know, like let's go Giants, so um, it became your own in high school. It became my own thing. Yeah, it definitely was a sport that I mean it kind of I mean it's always funny for me. Like I think the it, it's of most of the time in Bay Area sports, at least the three Bay Area sports teams I follow: Giants, the Warriors, and um, the Forty ers Like usually of those three teams there's always one team that's in a rebuilding phase or just generally sucky or whatnot and so there's always like the way my sports allegiances or my sports attention can shift but it's always weird like baseball is always there even when the giants suck it's always like i watch the giants 
and whichever other team is good at the time. Yeah. You don't pay more attention to it. So as a tortured Warriors fan, that helped that for many, many years, the Warriors were awful until like the We Believe year. And then I did, and I, and I caught, and I started watching basketball at the tail end of Run TMC. And so I actually never got to see Run TMC in their prime. I remember Chris Mullen and uh, Tim Hardaway, but I, you know, I never got to actually see Mitch Richmond play on the mm-hmm. Warriors. And so then, so I got, so then the Warriors are pretty sucky by that point. And then, so it was like, but that was when the Niners were kind of in their Steve Young kind of glory days, see Steve Young to Jeff Garcia kind of period. Um, but yeah, baseball's always been there. I think it's always been like a part. Of, and it, I think baseball is just easy, just easy to digest for me. And I don't know what it was about it that was easy to digest for me. I think it's because ultimately baseball is kind of like a series of like individual events that kind of happen. And there's a lot of stopping and thinking about it in the middle of it. And so it makes it kind of quantifiable and easier for me was easier for me to kind of get into. Plus, I mean, the Giants had some pretty interesting personalities at the time, you know, Barry Bonds and Jeff Kent and Ellis Burks, JT Snow, like that whole group was an interesting group at the time. Um, See, the fact that you said quantifiable is one of the things that scares me away from baseball. When you put like (laughs) quantifiable next to it. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. But but that's the thing. Is is, Is your batting average any different than like, how many yards a person gets in a game or like how many carries they have or how many receptions they have. I mean, it's basically the same thing. I mean, the traditional, the traditional counting stats in baseball is no different than the traditional counting stats in football or basketball. Yeah. Your batting average is your yards per game. Your batting average is your points per game or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting sport. And I think part of, I mean, maybe some of your love of it is the simplicity of it mm-hmm. um, and and uh, the the time um, of having it as as far as it can go and everything. Um, and then also, I think really, like, like, I, like I touched on a few minutes ago, I think the key element to a lot of people sticking with baseball is is a is a relationship tie. Mm-hmm. Like really that that oh my uncle or like my mom right. or like my dad or my brother and sister and right. me like yeah. That it's, that real tie gives it a deeper yeah. level. Yeah, and I mean, and, it, and I think there's a certain amount of commitment to baseball that's just different, just because baseball's on almost every day for oh. seven months out of the for yes, close to in a normal seven, year, close to seven months. Uh, yeah, in a normal year, and then that's even if you do, that's if you don't talk take into account like spring training and all of this stuff, and so much of like so much of baseball is so much of i mean it's amazing how much of baseball is kind of like i said so much about a social experience too and Mm -hmm. just like being there and kind of like getting to know people like i know there's a lot of people talking about like how there's no familiar faces in baseball and nobody could pick mike trout out of a out of a crowd right now like mike trout like people are like mike trout could walk in front of you right now and everybody would be like oh look just another white guy but (laughs) yeah and then but you know that's partly deliberate on Mike Trout's way that he doesn't want to draw that attention to himself. But I think people, some folks like the, not the people who are like always talk bemoaning the fall of baseball. Baseball is fiercely regional. Like, Mm -hmm. like people like, there's like what you're saying, like people in their area know their teams, like to like a ridiculous extent. Like, like it's like, you know, people may be hard pressed even for the Warriors, like championship runs or whatnot, or, like, could you name, like, the 13th, 14th, 15th person on the bench? Mm-hmm. But 
people will the baseball play like baseball fans for their for their team will know like the random relief pitcher that's at the back end of the bullpen and they know like when that guy comes in you're like okay this is what it means like oh okay no the, the game's the team's mailing in we don't you know we're just kind of like whatever we're going through the motion so throw that guy out there like yeah, so no, it's, I, it's, I remember i had a I had a co-worker and, and like a friend um giants fan big giants fan and like mm-hmm. she was like crazy for now i don't remember his first name but i know i think the last name was romo the romo guy sergio romo sergio romo like so like and it's like that level of fanhood and everything and, and like baseball baseball fans always and i mean chris we've talked about this and i mean this is part of the reason why i'm enamored by you and baseball and just baseball fans in general that's a large commitment all them damn games like mm-hmm. i'm just like and not yeah. saying that you watch every game because oh, I, mean, I, I my days does. of yeah my days of watching every baseball game I can every Giants game I can get my hand on are, have come and gone as you know adult responsibilities kick in and I can't commit to you know six forty five to ten o'clock every basically every night and and right. and I mean that's the crazy part but I think that's also some of the beauty of that game is you can walk away from it and come back mm-hmm. and like with with football with basketball there's like you're really tuned in like mm-hmm. for especially like with football i mean there's 16 games in a season so right. you like really got to be on top of it but baseball there's so much space to be able to again walk away and come back that is it's it's definitely different and i want to i want to wrap back around again to that that piece you talked about that social piece really talk about the social piece of what baseball means to you and what it has evolved to you um in your adulthood and everything now and i know one of your goals is to see a game in every stadium in the country Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, part of it's, part of baseball now is like that's it is that social aspect of it, and that's kind of an entry point for a lot of people. Like I have, I've had a couple of friends who, um, who I who I've known for many many years, and they started out not big baseball people, or they didn't really get baseball, they didn't understand what it was, and then they were like, oh, you know, but then they're interested, they you know part of the social experience it's like yeah let's go to the game and i'm like yeah like let's go to the game and we can talk and if you have questions about baseball i have no problem explaining like why do they do this what's going on wait what what do you mean if they get a hit it's not a point like what what what's the, what's the e stand for like why does it say lob you know and like, what's the clock over there i didn't figure out what the clock over there was a few years ago yeah it's like, wait, what? What's? What, why are there? Why is there a visits section? Like, just all the random numbers and everything. It's like, it's like you ever look at a craps table when you're at when you're when you walk into a casino and you're just mm-hmm. like, what is? What's a hard six? <laughs> <laughs> and then so the the the, the scoreboard on a, a baseball scoreboard can feel a little bit like that. It's just like. There's all these names and numbers and what is going on here. But yeah, I mean, but I've definitely had a lot of friends who have gone from like just kind of casual, like, oh, let's go to a game and we're going to, you know, I'm just going to eat and like, you know, just hang out with my friends to like mm-hmm. getting to know the game enough where they're just like, wait, so who did the, who, so wait, so who is this person? Like, who did we just sign? Like, I mean, I'm still, I mean, I think within my friends, I'm still the person that follows the giants the closest probably yeah. i would say um but it's not like completely far off in the sense that like i'm not like so far ahead of all my other friends that like think but i'm definitely the person where like oh so oh we just said like we were just we were just right before we started recording we were doug and i were talking about um Wil- wilmer flores a few years ago 
crying in the middle of a game because he thought he was getting traded. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Wilmer Flores. Wilmer Flores played for the Giants this year in 2020. And then, like, if I had said something like that to my other friends, they'd be like, wait, who? And I'm like, we just signed him. He's an infielder. He did this recently. Oh, that guy. It's like, yes, that guy. Yeah. Right, and, then not, and then that's not, and that's not saying that my friends don't follow the game and love the Giants closely. Also, it's just it's easy to lose track of some of a lot of the player movements and things like that, especially in baseball. It feels like just because like the rosters are just big enough, where yeah. the rosters are just big enough, where like sometimes yeah, like if you don't follow it as closely, like you don't know every single player, but they're not so huge where it's not like a fifty-three man roster in the NFL where you're like, do you know your team's long snapper? I mean, if you know your team's long snapper, that means there's something wrong with your team's long snapper. <laughs> like, I, 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 dad, I did not need to know that the, the 49ers just cut Kyle Nelson, who was our long snapper. But apparently he's been having issues. But, you know, the fact that I know Kyle Nelson's name is probably a bad thing. That or like when, or like when you really start to know who your um, who your offensive line and everything is. It, it right, exactly. comes as, yeah. as a different element and everything. And so really getting on that uh, piece of um, just just what the game has meant, what is what is one of your most memorable moments um, for you with baseball? Oh, well, there's a reason why I'll never leave a game early ever, and it's why I've stayed for – 16 17 inning games i've stayed till the 13th inning at a playoff game where it was freezing cold um i've done a lot of this i remember my dad was one of those guys because i mean he had work he had a life it made sense you know especially if he had to stay late or if it was a weekend if we had plans or whatever and so when it seemed like you know the giants were probably going to lose you know they're down three they're down four runs it's the it's the bottom of the ninth they're like they're like let's go we have to go try to beat traffic especially back in the day candlestick when there was one entrance in and out of the parking lot like if you waited till the end of the game like um you'd be stuck in the you'd be stuck in the parking lot you'd be stuck in the parking lot because it's this giant traffic jam trying to get out so he would do that and so one time i remember we were leaving and we'd have the radio on we try to listen to the game just to see how it ends and you know 99 percent or like 90 percent of the time like it's exactly what you expect it'd be the giants would lose etc etc except the one time when we get in the car and everything and we turn on we turn on the um radio and then um we turn on the radio and suddenly it's like and i I don't even remember which game it was what it was but literally it was like there was like a certain number of runners on the giants had already scored a run now they're only down like two or something two runs or something and i'm like you know, it's 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 like was it? it's like the uh, it was like the uh, Heat Spurs series where all those Heat fans left early and then were like trying to like get back into the game because you know Ray <laughs> Allen had just made the three and it was kind of like that and I'm just sitting there like you made us leave early, Dad. <laughs> and then and so ever since that day, I have never left a game early. Doesn't matter how late, how cold, how anything. It's the 17th inning, I'm the, me and my friend are the only two people left in the section. We're just like, it's like, and, and then like, we'll be texting our friends now and it'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe it's happened. They're like, you're still at the game? Of course I'm still at the game. <laughs> Did you expect anything less from me? And they're like, like, I, yeah, I like, I remember I went to the play, uh, the Cubs playoff game uh, when the, the last in 2016 
when the Giants were facing the Cubs in the playoffs, and it was like 13th inning. And my friend who I went with, because she had gotten tickets from like her grandparents or whatever, she's like, "Dude, it's cold. I'm leaving." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> you can leave." She's like, "I'll see you to. I- I'll talk to you tomorrow." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow." Like, and I was there for like another two innings after that, and I was like the only person left in like our section. But I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, "This is a playoff game. I'm seeing this thing down to the end." Wow. This, yeah, and you know that was especially a playoff game. But random Tuesday doesn't matter. If I got work tomorrow, I'm going to work like a zombie. But I am going to. <laughs> I am staying for the whole damn game. <laughs> Don't get that. So, Chris, that that is a crazy story. So, my analogy for that is this: this is the the equivalent to going to a baseball game. The going to a baseball game. And signing up to really go there and be there is like going to the barbershop and you black. Like you just gotta go there and just know, like you don't know maybe when you are gonna get out of there, but you, but you know it's gonna be a minute. So I mean, it's it's an untimed game, and that's what makes that's another part of it is just that you never know, like nobody nobody can run out the clock in baseball because there's no clock to run out. Like you gotta play you gotta play it through to the end. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's it's real, and so I want to I want to welcome my my other guest uh, to the show. You've heard him before, uh, my man Jay. Welcome, welcome to the Dig on Doug again, Jay. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate. Oh man, love it's, being here. It's always a pleasure. So just getting into this baseball game and everything. I know, I know, Chris, you got to you got to head out in a minute. Now I feel like like an official podcast. Like you got to head out, and then like I still got a guest here. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, Chris, what is what is uh? I know we just touched on your most memorable moment, but what's been something that's that's frustrated you the most in your in your love of baseball? Um, I think, I mean, I think the, I mean, honestly, I think maybe just the most frustrating part about it is that having to defend it to this day, mm. like it's it's. I mean, and baseball has a lot of its own issues too, you know, in terms of, you know, equity and in terms of like a lot of those issues, if we're going to go down that social justice tree, social justice path, but also just in general, like, you know, the narrative around how baseball is dying and how baseball is going to be like, you know, how it's not going to think in baseball having to innovate and all that thing, like baseball and having to defend it to people who don't get it is frustrating, but also just... I mean, it might just be like the old person in me, like baseball's changing too fast for its own good, I think. Like there's there's some things that I get it, like we need to innovate and do some certain things, but like to make baseball relevant. But at the same time, like it just seems like, you know, this it seems like they're not, they're doing a lot more than, or like if they're going to do things, they need to do things that actually make an impact. They're like doing window dressing on a lot of things like it's like it makes sense like in the nfl when they made the point after harder by like making it like a you know like a however many yard field goal it is further distance yeah further distance like that made sense because there was a direct connection between how good the kickers were and like how um kickers were and how then having to change the game for it but like there's certain things that the game is evolving where like the game is like the, the strategy is evolving but like the game doesn't evolve with it and instead of dealing with that they do other things that don't make a lot of sense like it's just like i don't like i don't see the path hold on i'm gonna have to stop you chris because as a non-baseball person i need some more details than what you are giving me right now (laughs) give me some examples like for another 
for Jay another understands what Jay understands what I'm talking I, no, about. No, I know Jay <laughs> understands, but Chris, there's more good people listening to this than, than just you and Jay understanding this. So what like what's one example of you're saying like they're moving too fast? In, in what they're doing with baseball. Or I, they're just not moving, maybe not too fast, maybe it's more like they're just not moving in a direction that makes sense to where the game is they're going. They're not like, moving in a logical fashion. Right, like for example, like the defensive shifting is a big thing. And like, as a football person, you'll understand like how do you, how you position your, your, the pieces on defense make a big difference in preventing how runs are scored. And like, I get that part and like wanting to like, you know, trying trying to preserve offense and whatnot, but like, Instead of saying like, hey, the defenses are doing one thing, so maybe offenses need to innovate and do another thing, they're going to legislate defense in such a way so that they can't do that thing that's successful anymore. You're like, mm. it, it'd be like if cornerbacks got too good and suddenly they have to give, they have to play by Pro Bowl rules all the time. <laughs> Like just imagine, like that. I mean, that's an extreme analogy, but that's kind of where it is sometimes. Like if they they take away the defensive shift, they're like, no, you have to have a certain number of defenders on this side. It's like, so like so, but then, or, or in the sense of like D Lyman got too good, they would have to stand up before being in a three point. Right, stand. exactly. It's like you know, or you can just hit against the shift, like go that way, hit the ball that way. Like there's literally an entire open side of the field, just hit it that way. Yeah. So, so no, that's that's very interesting, Jay. What do you think about that? Like, just in the sense, baseball changing and all that stuff. I saw there a lot of head nodding. It, it's, it, I mean, it is changing, and, and I, I get what Chris was saying. Um, it, it's, I mean, it's, it for me, um, it it's changing in the good and the bad. It, it's like um, I like seeing more of the international. Um, mm-hmm. You're starting to see. I mean, so like when I was growing up. There was a lot of blacks in baseball. You don't really see that anymore. There are more Dominican ball players now. They look black, but you know they, they don't even really speak English. They speak Spanish. But now you're starting to see more Asian and um, you know before baseball was more predominantly white and black, but now you know with uh, uh, what was the, what's the guy from uh, oh god just uh, had a brain freeze the Asian guy to play for the Mariners uh, Ichiro. Uh, Ichiro, that's no, right. We're just talking about um, him. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's starting to become. You're starting to get more of a. It's more kind of international, um, mm-hmm. and I kind of like that aspect of it. But I, I agree with Chris. Um, there's a there is a lot of shifting and stuff going on out there, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just uh, you know coaching. You know, uh, I was looking at the A's game the other day. I don't know if you guys saw this. Probably didn't, but. Uh, they were talking to the center fielder and they're doing these interviews now during the game. Like they have the guys, they have them mic'd up. And I mean, it's during the game and they're actually talking to these guys, you know, while, and so, you know, all of a sudden the ball gets hit to center field and, you know, you can hear him, <laughs> you know, running to get the ball. And it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was nuts though. But, you know, he was, the center fielder was just saying like, uh, how he would have to, you know, different position himself for different batters and, you know, move around. And, and, and uh, the guys in the booth were like, oh, man, you know, like, you know, they, they really didn't even know that that's what was going on. And, you know, he's like for every player, he's like, you know, like I have a, a you know, I kind of have like a checklist for every cat that comes up to the plate. You know, I kind of know which way to play him. So it was just kind of. Right. I mean, it's, 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 I think like baseball 
the, the kind of the cerebral side of baseball gets overlooked too. Like there's just like, there's so much going on on the field and like the positioning and like mm-hmm. the chess match that is baseball. Like people don't take, people kind of take it for granted. Like they're just like right. guy throws hard ball, really hard. Big guy tries to use stick <laughs> and hit ball. Like, I mean, it, right. it, that's what it feels like sometimes. Whereas everyone talks about like how athletic, like, basketball and football players can be like there's a lot in baseball too athleticism yes but also like just like that intelligence that goes into playing baseball Um, so so let's talk talk about oh go go ahead jay no and that's why with the whole you know steroid thing you know i used to kind of i wouldn't defend it but i would kind of like when people talk about barry bonds or mark mcguire it's like okay even if they're on steroids or any kind of supplements, you still have to have hand and eye coordination. Mm-hmm. Somebody's up there throwing a hundred and five mile an hour fastball at you. I don't care what kind of steroids you're on, you're still not going to be able to hit. You know, if you don't have good hand and eye coordination. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, those guys were probably on supplements and probably hitting the ball five hundred feet. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I get that aspect of it, yeah. but you you still have to be able to put the bat on the ball mm-hmm. and. For me, I like a lot of people are bored with baseball. Like I've, you know, dated girls who just have no, you know, just never wanted to go to the game. I can go to the game by myself, and for sure, I, you know, I can go watch a high school baseball game. I can go watch college. Like I just enjoy the game. Oh wow! Um, um so I mean, yeah, like it's just the love of the game um, for me. Um, like I know, like. Uh, Tanya right now should be like, oh, you know, you're gonna watch baseball. It's like, yeah, like the game's <laughs> coming on. Like I, you know, and 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 like Chris said, I mean, it, it, you know, the game could be, you know, eight hours, you know, and it's like, you know, I got to stand, I got to sit there and finish it. So, man, I I, I get, I mean, I give baseball fans across the world, uh, I give y'all kudos because. Man, that that unlimited time. Like a lot of times in life, we want unlimited time, but I don't want unlimited time with baseball. <laughs> like I'm like, and so Chris, going back to what you were saying, um, that real like people don't see the athletic side of of baseball, and like Jay, like you were talking about, I'm I'm the same way. Like I I, I watched for a minute in in the home run era and everything with uh, Mark McGuire and, and Sammy Sosa and then with Barry Bonds. And I don't care, like you said, I don't care how pumped up you are. Like, that hand-eye coordination thing is real. You go into a batting cage, like, in your neighborhood area and try to hit, even on the slow, slow pitch. Like, it, it ain't easy at all. And so, but I, I think, we, like you said, Chris, we, we really get really lost in, like, oh, they just hit a ball. And then it's like, then, like, see, this doesn't help baseball, like, credit at all. It's like, oh, you got outfitters who really don't do anything. It's like <laughs> you have the famous Manny Ramirez going into the into the cubbyhole of uh, Fenway and everything and having snacks and stuff and then coming back out. So, like, what, what would you say is, like, what's the most athletic thing you've seen from a baseball player or one of them? <sighs> Oh, I mean, you see, I mean, you see the plays of of guys like jumping over like potential tags and like sliding in and around and doing like just contorting and manipulating their bodies in such a way. Um, but I think there's nothing more like captivating or just kind of like in that moment where like you see a guy, like an outfielder or somebody just like dead sprint 
towards like a fly ball and there's just this moment where you're just like are they gonna get it are they not gonna get it are they gonna get it are they not gonna get it and then they dive and then you're just like oh my god are they gonna get it oh my god are they gonna get it and then they catch it you're just like <laughs> like it's just like it's like you give me a million tries i could never do that like just <laughs> speed and judgment of angles and it's like it's like math it's like geometry and speed and like athleticism and like you've got a glove on your non-dominant hand trying to catch you know this little white ball and you just and sometimes in those moments they're doing those things because they're trying to preserve like intense moments it's like watching Gregor Blanco chase chase down um the ball into triples alley to try to preserve Matt Cain's perfect game was just like oh my god like yeah it's like it's just that was just something else and I think it's one of those things that kind of show that athleticism and also like like jay was saying just that hand-eye coordination and like some of those things like barry bonds like knew if a ball was going to be a knew if a pitch was going to be a ball or a strike the minute it left the, the pitcher's hand you're just like how do you do that like my brain does not move that way and there are other players like that too brandon belt is very good at that just seeing the ball and judging the ball I'm, I have, I'm a giant, you know, I have a lot of Giants examples. Oh, like Albert Pujols was like that in his prime as a non-Giants example. Like, just some of these players just command the strike zone and know it so well that you're just like, like, the athleticism is showing in very different yeah. ways. Well, what, what about you, Jay? Um, give me the question one more time, Doug, because no, like, I had an answer. Most athletic-like uh, feet or something. Okay, like gotcha. Um. So one of the things that you just don't see now in baseball that you saw back in the 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, um, I think I told you this before, Doug, one of my favorite baseball players is uh, Dave Parker, um, Mm -hmm. played for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Cincinnati Reds, finished his career with the Oakland A's. And um, like one of the the craziest things I've ever seen is uh, man on third, Pop fly all the way to the warning track. I mean, Dave Parker literally is like can probably touch the fence. I mean, he's on the warning track. The ball looks like he's getting ready to go over the fence. And catching, you know, a pop fly on the warning track and not even using a cutoff man. There's literally the guy from third base is tagging up, you know, trying to score from third. And Dave Parker just throwing a beeline shot, like not – no bounce, no cutoff man, just throwing a beeline shot to the catcher at home plate and getting the guy out is like, that's some of the craziest things. That now you see they got cutoff guys, you know, mm-hmm. going to the sec, sec, uh, the first baseman or the shortstop, and then they throw the ball home. But these guys were so athletic um, mm-hmm. back in the, you know, 70s, 80s, and, and 90s that these they didn't even, you didn't need a cutoff man. Like these guys, mm-hmm. are, and there were runners that would think about it, like, tagging mm-hmm. up from third and those guys catch it in the outfield and they wouldn't even run home. Like yeah. now you, you know, you, you uh, hit a ball to deep center field and the guy is tagging with ease. Like he's going to mm-hmm. score easily. Yeah. But like right. in the eighties and nineties, you couldn't, you couldn't just tag up from third base and think that you were going to, you know, mm-hmm. make it to home plate. It was just an right. easy score. Like those guys were, I don't know what the difference is now. Is it, <laughs> I don't know, but these guys were like freaks of nature. Um, so, now, nah, Chris, I know, I know you got to run, Chris. I, I, I appreciate your time and your sharing of your your story. Um, 
it's it's opening up the baseball world a little bit more to me. I need I know we still have on our docket to to go and see a game whenever normalcy happened again. Um, yeah, for sure. I don't know how closer I am to TV watching it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's another step. I know we talked about that. That's something else entirely. But in in person and Jay Jay didn't see the, the I don't Jay wasn't here when I was talking about it, but just that that social experience of baseball and going to a baseball game is just mm-hmm. something unmatched. It's it's I agree so much better than the live experience of any other professional sport. Like, wow. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, it, bring, it brings people together. I, mm-hmm. I think baseball really brings people together. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have two guys, you know, four or five guys sitting there that, you know, even if, you know, there's guys there for the opposing team, it, it you know, you can strike up good conversations and, and talk about the game. Um, you know, no one's, you know, like football, no one's, you know, gonna cuss you out because you have on a Yankee jersey, or you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, just but the see, fandom I, I, in baseball. I, I, want, I wonder, does that element have to do with the fact that that sport isn't physical like football? No, I'm not saying that like they don't fight. I know that they fight at, <laughs> at baseball games, but I'm just wondering because of what the energy is of like a football game. Like physical energy, like gladiators, like back in the days, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not calling them gladiators, but I mean, it's that physicalness compared to baseball where inanimate objects are the things that's really scoring for you more than anything. Like it's like a ball, it's, it's a glove, it's a, it's a bat. Right. So just just right. something that just popped in my head. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not right. saying that that's a definitive thing. I'm just wondering. So It could be. It could, it be. could be. Yeah, it could definitely be. I mean, or it's just, it's a game steeped in probably a little bit too much tradition sometimes and so maybe that's part of the tradition oh yeah then y'all, then y'all got all them superstitions and, and, and unwritten <laughs> Un- rules and all rules, this stuff yeah. with baseball so that's a whole nother thing yeah <laughs> uh, all right well i gotta bounce but it's been good all right chris you. nice meeting you jay yeah thanks meeting you too sorry i was late no it's all good it's all good all right take care all right chris take care bro so yeah jay so just bringing it back to the front and then we'll work our way back. Um, you okay. talked about how baseball, baseball is deep for you and everything. What's your, how did you get into the game of baseball? Um, so me and my brother, man, we, uh, our brother was five years older than me and, uh, he played baseball. He played little league and, and, uh, Babe Ruth. And, and so, you know, when I was a kid, I uh, pretty much grew up, you know, like watching him play, you know, watching mm-hmm. my parents, you know, uh, my dad used to coach. Um, okay. And so just, you know, it was just kind of in me. And then we, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the, a game called Strikeout, um, but it's something that we used to play um, back in Oakland. I don't even know if people even really play it around the world, but we we called it strikeout. So what strikeout was, was um, you could either play one-on-one or you could play, you know, uh, two-on-two. Okay. And uh, we would find like a, a school, the school where we used to play um, had a great big cement wall. And it was, I don't even know what they used that wall for. I want to say it was, oh, I think it was, uh, they used uh, to uh, practice tennis. Oh, they okay. hit tennis balls off the wall so that, you know, you could pretty much practice by yourself. You didn't need anybody to hit a tennis ball back to you. And, um, but we would take chalk and make a box. Okay. Like a strike box. And so, um, if, you know, 
if the ball went in anywhere inside the box or even if it hit the line, that was a strike. Now, when we when you played one on one, we had this uh, uh, rule where it was a one bounce. So, say like if if uh, somebody hit a pop fly in the air, uh, you could run to the outfield, and as long as you caught it on one bounce, so if the ball bounced one time and came back up in the air and you caught it, and that was an out. But my brother, um, we would go to this uh, school and we would play strikeout, and he would beat. He would just always beat me. You know, like, and we play with tennis balls, you know, baseball bat, tennis balls. Mm-hmm. And he would beat me like just, and, and I was so frustrated, but I was young, you know. And then by the time I turned, I started playing a little league baseball. I, I started playing baseball at like eight, eight, okay. eight, eight, nine years old. But by the time I turned 12, um, we went to the same school and just had an all out battle. I mean, like, it was like, uh, to the point to where he was trying his hardest and I was <laughs> hitting him all over the, all over the school. I mean, and, I'm, and I'm talking, bro. right. And so I remember him coming home and telling my mom, he was like, uh, I can't beat him anymore. He was like, like, I'm trying, like, I'm really, he was like, you know, like we're having, and from that point on, like we would we just always have like just battles and battles. Um, I, I played uh little league baseball, um, we both, both me and my brother, he played, we played for a team called Crowell Plastering. Um, it was a, a great man. His name was Royce Crowell. Um, he had a plastering business in Oakland. And um, uh, back then, you know, a lot of uh, companies would have like little league baseball yeah. teams, mm-hmm. like uh, New York Life. Um, they would sponsor baseball teams, a lot of churches. Uh, Allen Temple Baptist Church. You had an Allen Temple Little League team, Allen <laughs> Temple Babe Ruth team. Um, and so uh, Crowell, Mr. Crowell, you know, he had Crowell plastering. And it was just crazy that, you know, he had been around, you know, it was like I said, my brother was five years older than me. And so uh, my brother played for Crowell. And then, you know, when I came up, you know, my parents were like, oh, you know, you got to go play for uh, Mr. Crowell, you know, like, so, um, I think I started playing with Crowell at 10 years old and um, uh, by 11, by the time I turned 11, um, they started to have uh, all-stars where, you know, you could, you could, you know, take the best players in the league or whatever and kind of come together and, uh, um, you know, you get on the all-star team. And so you started, you know, we started traveling like at 11 years old, we would go, we stayed in California at that time. But um, Mm -hmm. by the time I turned 12, um, we, uh, uh, when the all-star team came, you know, got selected or whatever, um, I was picked again to to, uh, play in the all-star. And so the all-star, like you would travel the entire summer until you would lose. So I think uh, when I was 12, we started out uh, the regionals. We went to Utah and we uh, um, played in a, a regional tournament in Utah. And uh, we uh, played like it was crazy, man. We played like uh, Guam. Oh, like wow. these, these these kids were like so much bigger. Like these, I mean, they, <laughs> they, it was just and their baseball gloves were like you know like we had like Rawlings and Mizuno, and these kids from Guam like had like these you know uh 
gloves that we had never seen before with like all this writing all over like they just it was it was crazy but um, <laughs> we were intimidated by these guys but yeah. um we ended up going through uh the regionals um and making it to the world series um we oh, so wow. we won oakland uh we won the very first bambino uh, Little League World Series in 1984. Um, yeah. We beat Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, one to nothing in the championship. Uh, it was it was crazy. Um, probably one of the biggest. I won't say one of the biggest highlights, but it was up there as far as. Um, uh, no, I will say it's probably the biggest highlight. Um, just being on a main stage like that, uh, yeah. and and you know going all the way to Indiana and, and I mean, this Brooklyn team, they were, <laughs> they were really good. And, and a guy uh, named Marcus Tyner, um, pitcher out of Oakland, um, probably one of the best pitchers uh, in my, in my time coming out of Oakland, but he pitched a hell of a game uh, for us to win the, the very first Bambino world series. I'll actually uh, tag you um, on Facebook and uh, on the, on the picture. Um, but, uh, from there, man, I mean, like I went, like I said, I started playing baseball at like eight and I played all the way up until mm, 20, played a little bit of a semi pro. Um, but, uh, uh, first base, first base and outfield, uh, cause I'm left-handed. So I don't really have too many options. You can't have like a left-handed second baseman or third baseman or, so you, you, oh, you yeah, were, sure. yeah. yeah, so you got to, I mean, I was kind of uh, limited being left-handed, but I played first base. Um, I never thought of that. See, that's something I, I would have never like, thought of. Yeah, you can't have a left-handed back catcher or a left-handed, uh, I don't know, I don't know if they have them. I've never seen it now, but yeah, mm-hmm. there's, le- if you're left-handed, you're playing in the outfield, or you're playing first base. That's wow. about it. Why? Um, why? Why a back catcher? Like, I mean, I, I would feel like well, because as a so when you're right-handed and you're you're back catching, yeah, you can you know you can throw the ball to first, you can throw the ball to second, you can throw the ball to third, but if you're left-handed, you know what I mean. You could you could go to first, you could go to second, but try you really have to like it. You probably have to yeah, throw the ball sidearm to throw, of, yeah, to kind of ah, throw the ball yeah. down to third base. So. Wow. Um, yeah, left hand, lefties are limited. Um, but I love, I just love the game of baseball, man. I was yeah. just playing for so long and, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, I love basketball and I love football, but it's just something about baseball, man. And like, mm-hmm. even like growing up, I think I told you guys this, um, in Oakland, probably, Man, for about ten years, um, the A's had this uh, this thing where if you brought seven Seven Up cans, that they'd give you a, a free game ticket. And mm. so, and it had to be Seven Up. It couldn't be Coke. It couldn't be Fanta. It couldn't be anything. It had to be Seven Up because they had some like exclusive deal with with, no, with no Seven Up. And so, no root beer, no nothing. <laughs> and so, I think back then, I want to say um, a can of soda was like thirty five cents, maybe. Yeah. It wasn't even 50 cents. And so, you know, uh, I'd always go to, you know, if I'd go to the store, I'd always grab me a seven up and, um, then come home after I drank it and I'd crush them down and put them in bags or whatever. Yeah. 
And uh, so, you know, we get ready to go to the A's game. Me and my, you know, my buddies, we catch the bus, um, catch the bus to Coliseum Bart, and then, of course, walk across the platform and go to the game. But we'd have our uh, little plastic bags with our 7-Up cans. And mm-hmm. we walk up to the uh, ticket box office, and, you know, the guy would count the cans and slide you a ticket. It was like wow. the coolest thing. Just, you know, cool. It was a cheap, it was cheap. It was a good, cheap, fun way to just go out and enjoy yeah. your summers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I mean, that's pretty much what I would do every single summer. It would either go, like go to the A's game every single day, or we'd be at the boys club, the San Leandro boys club. Mm. Um, and so just spending that much time, um, at the Oakland Coliseum. That's why I, I was telling you guys the other day, I was just like, I don't want to see them destroy, um, the, the Oakland A stadium, the, yeah. you know, it's just, there's just so much, there's so many memories and so much culture and so much, I mean, and it's crazy. It's actually sad that the A's don't have a new stadium. I mean, that stadium has been there since the sixties and it's 2020 and that stadium is still, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's baseball, uh, franchises that, have probably had two stadiums stadiums. (laughs) right and these guys you know but it's just it's a great park um i was always biased i kind of hate when the um uh when they would transition from baseball to football because i hated the raiders you know messing up the baseball field it's like you know (laughs) like you know and and raider fans hate the a's because they got the the baseball field on a football field right 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 so i think uh I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. Uh, I can't think of the guy. He played center field for the A's, but it was like a pop fly, and he's, you know, just a routine fly, and he ended up stepping in a pothole and damn near breaking his ankle. Oh, wow. Because they'd had a Raider game, you know, like the day before. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, see what I mean? Like, they got to get, you know, get the Raiders out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, nah, man, I'm just, I'm just a huge, huge baseball fan. I uh, love love the game um like i said i remember when i moved to uh stockton california um i left oakland and moved to stockton and i'm driving and i see like a baseball game going on i didn't even really i think i'd probably been in stockton maybe a week and so i made the block and came back around and it ended up being um university of pacific uop um they were you know had playing a baseball game, I guess, I think Fresno state or something. And mm-hmm. I asked the guy at the gate, I'm like, uh, do you got to pay to come in? He's like, no, nah, man, it's free. You know? So I caught the game at like the second inning and, and, uh, sat there and watched the whole game. Cause I was just like, man, you know, like just college baseball. Like, um, so, so, so yes. Let me ask you this because there's, there's something I'm picking up, picking up on. And so, and and try to describe it to the best of your ability, um, because you you talking right now is reminding me of a good friend of mine, Matthew, who who loves soccer. Um, okay. But to you, what I'm picking up on right now is like a real beauty for the game. Yeah. Like and 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 what and what is that like? What is beautiful about baseball to you? It's it's uh, it's just so for me. When I think about the actual game of baseball, I think about uh, I think I think about playing the game, and then I think about uh, what the actual game taught me, and it taught me way more than um, it, it taught me about life. 
Okay. Um, you had coaches that, um, you know, yeah, we're playing Little League Baseball. Yeah, we're playing Babe Ruth. But it, it taught me how to be a teammate. It taught me how to be a friend. It taught me how to be a, uh, you know, it just it, 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 it's just more than just the game. Yeah. It's, it's being a teammate. It's, it's, you know, having, I mean, like the guys that I played baseball with, my entire life we're like still super close now yeah. and we'll get on facebook and you know um now they want to start doing zoom calls but <laughs> just for the i mean just that aspect of it um and then the game um is just it's just a it, it's like i don't know just it's something about being able to go up there and hit a ball and then it's something about like the pitching, you know, you got to have like a good pitcher that, yeah. uh, that can, you know, you might like, I, we, I used to have this kid, man, he probably threw 40 miles an hour, but he has so much junk. I mean, he had a screwball, he had a curveball. Um, it was just like, and cats, he threw so slow that cats could not hit him. Like, oh, just, so just to clarify for the non-baseball people, junk is a lot of different pitches. Right, okay. right. I mean, that, that kid, man, could just, he'd get up there and it would look like he was say like, man, like, he's throwing so slow. But cats would just get up there and just, you know, that ball's coming and it's moving. You know what I mean? It's the velocity of it and cats, I mean, it was just crazy. Um, and just like, you know, like Chris was saying, like, I kind of came in on the tail end of what he was saying, but like, you know, you can hit a shot into the gap, you know, and just seeing those out, how fast those outfielders are, you know, mm -hmm. trying to get over and make a play, you know, and just depending on what the setup is. I mean, if there's runners on base, you know, that's, and see, that's another dynamic to the game is that, you know, okay, if there's nobody on base and the guy hits, you know, the batter hits a, a ball into the gap. Okay. Well, it could be a base hitter. It could be a double. But if you got a man on first base and the guy hits a ball into the gap, depending on how deep it goes into the gap, that guy on first base can possibly score from, you know, first to home plate. So, I mean, yeah. you got to be athletic. You got to, you know, be able to have a strong arm to you got to have some speed to where you can get to the ball, make a play to get the ball back into the infield or, you know, to prevent this guy from scoring. So, I don't know. I mean, there's – I'm not going to say that it's a better sport than football because, you know, those guys are... It's all relative and it's subjective because we all have right, our own right, right. things. It's, it's fine. Right. But I just love the game of baseball, man. It's just... And like I said, it brings people together. Um, I'm, You know, I don't think I've ever seen anybody, you know, getting into it at a at a baseball game. I'm sure it happens, but I, I don't yeah. think I've ever really seen it. Um, it it's more of a... Uh, uh, you know, a, a good, you know, smack talk. You know, if I'm sitting there in my A stuff and there's a Yankee fan sitting there, I'm, you know, going to give him a hard time or he might give me a hard time, but it always ends in a handshake or, you know, um, nothing like football. I've seen like all out wars at football games, which, which makes no sense to me because none of us are getting paid yeah. to go out there and, and, you know what I mean? The, the, the 49ers aren't paying me anything so why am i out there fighting with exactly. a complete stranger but um no i just love the game of baseball man yeah. it's just great sport yeah so i know i know you said you had a story for me 
I don't know. Uh, you... well, well, no, I was I was telling you about you know just that whole. Uh, so my so I like used to take it for granted um, traveling every single year, and my mom used to always tell me she's like you know, like you're so fortunate to be able to you know travel every single year. You know, every single summer, you, you, you're gone, like, literally, by the time I would get back, I think school would be starting in, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, like, from 11 to, from 11 years old to 17, I never really had a summer vacation. Oh, it wow. was, And then I had to keep my grades up because, you know, my mom was like, Okay, well, if you don't do good in school, you don't play baseball this summer. She knew how much that meant to me. So, yeah. like, I, you know, could never, I could never mess up to where I could make something up in summer school because I was playing baseball all summer. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just seeing places that I would probably never ever see, um, you know, traveling to places, uh, meeting people. Um, but no, that that story I was. I uh, wanted to tell you was just, you know, being the uh, first uh, Bambino oh, World okay. Series champion. Uh, the the funny thing about that is that uh, if you look it up, and I could probably look it up right now, but Oakland, like I said, we were the first. But after us, I want to say Oakland probably ran off eight, nine more championships. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, and, and that's something else, man, that like, I don't know what it is. And like me and my friends, we talk about it, but blacks, young black kids are getting away from baseball. And I feel like it's kind of hurting the sport. Um, It's like, you know, you don't see young black males anymore playing baseball, Mm -hmm. Um, even on the little league level. And like a lot of my buddies who still coach, you know, they're out there, you know, they have like a lot of Hispanics, a lot of uh, Mexican, you know, and, and they're trying to incorporate to get more, you know, young black kids, you know, they're just, you know, everybody wants to be like, you know, LeBron or Kobe, you know, or, you know, playing football, but I, I, it's, it's almost like uh, we're losing uh, blacks to baseball mm-hmm. and, you know, that's that that's a little bothersome for me because it's a it's a it's a great great sport it's a great game yeah so no so i mean that's 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 real i mean i know definitely like from being like an outsider from the sport um and like the the people i think about in baseball are are the darker skinned folks like i mean chris like i did watch in the in the summer of like the home runs with sammy sosa and and Mark McGuire, um, mm-hmm. more so rooting for Sammy Sosa. And then when Barry Bonds came along, um, mm-hmm. liking the style and flair of Ken Griffey when he was in the league and oh, everything. Man. Um, and then like I, I told him like when I got when I got older and got I won't even say got into baseball, but when I came into baseball, I knew one thing. Like semi got into baseball, I was like, okay, the Yankees are the evil empire. Like you don't go for them. So I was like, okay. <laughs> And then, so then that's when Boston was good and David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez and I really connected with them. So I would watch them a little bit. Those were all the only time I would watch baseball games, honestly, like right. myself and at home, maybe like, and it had to be like the seventh or eighth inning. Like I wasn't starting that first inning. Like I just, I wasn't. <laughs> so if it was a Yankees Boston game, 
I would watch it like in the seventh inning to maybe to the ninth or a couple innings because after a while I'm just like, okay, this is taking too long. But mm-hmm. just that dynamic of of what it is and everything, and it's and it's real. And and I mean, I know like there's there's movements and stuff of trying to get baseball into the into the inner cities and stuff more. And so and so we'll see how that goes. And as we get ready to wrap this up, I want to ask you, what is your most memorable baseball moment? It can be either you playing, or it could be like the pros, or anything else. But just a, a, one of your most memorable uh, baseball moments to you. Oh man, um, I probably would would say '89 um, World Series, the earthquake, um, just how impactful that was. You know, it was a Bay Bridge series playing the San Francisco Giants, and mm-hmm. uh, you know that first game of the World Series, and just the impact that it had on the entire Bay Area, and um, I remember uh, getting home from college. I had school that day, came home, did all my homework. I was so pumped up for the World Series and then going through that whole earthquake. But I had no idea how bad everything was. So yeah, when they said that they weren't playing the game, I was really pissed off. Like, you know, it's just an <laughs> earthquake. Like, <laughs> I had no idea that, you know, part of the Bay Bridge fell and, you know, just all the damage that happened. Um, but that that that's probably, and then the A's ended up sweeping the Giants that year. I, I don't even think that, that, I don't even think that both teams really wanted to play at that point. Um, it was just, you know, uh, such a, it was a sad time. You know, yeah. a lot of people, you know, died. And, you know, I, I think the, uh, what was the, it's all, yeah, the Cypress structure, uh, part of the freeway collapsed and it was mm-hmm. just just a yeah that, that was that was probably one of the craziest memories uh being happy that the A's won the World Series but then sad about everything else that was going on so yeah no that, I mean that, that I mean I've seen pictures from that cuz you that was 89 you said Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm literally five. So I I definitely know nothing about what's going <laughs> on and everything um, at that time at all. But I mean, I I definitely I mean I've seen pictures and stuff of like the the bridge and everything and and even know like a little bit about that World Series. Um, but yeah, I mean I mean it's wild. I mean I know for for me when I go like memorable baseball moment. Um, I think I was actually watching the the game where where Barry hit seventy three. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was like, cause cause like when when that was going on, I was like, you got me. I was like, okay, Barry. I was like, okay, if it, maybe I can tune in because he was just so good at it. Like you could maybe tune in, and he hit one and everything. And I remember the cats being out in the canoes in the bay and everything, trying to catch him. And I was like, wow, this is. I like this is crazy. I like, I, and I still didn't understand the the real gravitas of what it is. Like I do now with what he was chasing and everything he was right. doing. Um, right. But I just was like, wow. I was like, wow. Like everybody's. And one of the things I did like about it was because also the spotlight was on the West Coast because so often mm-hmm. in sports everything is so centered on East Coast teams and mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and so and then especially like particularly in the Bay because I mean you can still have LA and there's a lot of focus mm-hmm. there. So uh, definitely, like, just that understanding of, like, it's going on in the Bay Area. 
Like, and even though right. I didn't, I, I mean, at that time, I still didn't even understand I was in the Bay. I mean, I knew I was in the Bay Area, but just that's a whole nother podcast episode. But um, just understanding what that meant and everything. And it was just it was just huge. And I mean, what what all that meant. And then even memories of like the uh, the um, not the Celtics, uh, <laughs> uh, the Boston Red Sox coming back and the Yankees in the playoffs and everything. And then just being glad that the, the Yankees fail. So, I mean, if right. any people are listening to this, like, don't like come after me. Like, it's just, <laughs> I don't, I don't have enough fanhood for you to come after. So like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be, it wouldn't do anything for you, but, um, yeah, man. So like, I mean, and, and that's why I want to have this, this, uh, episode. And like, I definitely want to have some other episodes down the road as, um, I think for some reason, I'm just maybe starting to get, at least my ears are perking up a little bit more to baseball. And like, I want to just understand it more. And the best way to understand anything in life in general is through other people who enjoyed our experiences. Right. Uh, I agree. And me trying to go find it on my own and force myself to maybe watch baseball or whatever. Like I was telling Chris, me and Chris have talked for like the last couple of years. And since it's just like, Oh, I'll go to a, to a giants game with you and everything, even though I've, I've heard this, I mean, I've heard the giant stadium can be like way more bougie and they don't get really rowdy, rowdy and all that stuff compared to the A's. And I've been to an A's game before. I've been to two A's games. One was a playoff game a couple years ago. I went with my god brother um, when they played Detroit. Um, and I went to one of those games and everything. And it was cool, like different atmosphere, but I'm still like, like wow, we like really here like the whole time. And I'm like, so like I'm still, because I mean, I'm, I'm like football wired. I'm like, like, right. you know, so it's, it's really getting to adapting and, and changing. But um, through these conversations and everything and all of you sharing your love of baseball, um, I think others can listen to this and maybe get a sense and maybe start to open up and talk to other people who they enjoy. But I really think it goes back to the, the key thing of what I said is there's some real connection with it. Like football for me was my brother's playing. It was watching it mm-hmm. younger and everything, my uncles and all that stuff. So there was a real connection to that. And I never had a connection to baseball. So um, mm-hmm. we'll definitely see. Because even I've, I've gotten into soccer a little bit more because I have a friend, who, like I touched on earlier, Matthew, who's huge into soccer. And like it's mm-hmm. when I saw it through his eyes, um, it, it really changed. And even him, when I was uh, trying to help him like understand, not understand, he knows basketball and everything, but he wasn't watching NBA like that. And the way I know he likes soccer uh, or football internationally, football, um, <laughs> I was explaining like this, like watch the Warriors and watch the Spurs because they play a lot like how he likes his, his soccer team um, to play and everything. So being able to see something through somebody else's eyes mm-hmm. is, is truly beautiful and you can get an understanding from it. So um, that's what this is doing for me and hopefully to do that the same for some other people. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, and you're right, man. Anytime you want to learn about something, uh, it, 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 it's always good to talk to people who have a passion for it. And that's, I think that's just about anything. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, I've never really, so like I've never, I've never really been into hockey. And, yeah. um, uh, but I got a couple of buddies that, you know, are super diehard hockey fans. And mm-hmm. so um, they took me to a Sharks game. And, you know, when you watch hockey on TV, you don't really – it just ah, – these guys are just out here on skates. You know, <laughs> it's like, eh, whatever. But we had some pretty good seats. And I was blown away, Doug, at how fast these guys were. 
on ice skates with, yeah. on a blade, how these guys could stop on a dime, and these guys are hitting this puck. And I mean, these I mean, hockey guys are big dudes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So how does this big guy on this blade, you know, skating twenty five miles an hour, thirty miles an hour? You know, um, yeah. and so, so once I saw it live, I was like, oh man, I got to really respect this game. Like yeah. I just, you know, when you, you know, so yeah, I mean. I always tell people, like, some people get bored when they go to baseball games, and then other people are like, oh, man, like, I would rather see a baseball game live than watch it on TV because, you know, yeah. it's just way more exciting watching it live. And I kind of agree. Um, but I love the game so much that I can watch it live. I can watch it wherever. Um, yeah. I can, you know, can see some kids playing ball at the park, and I, I'll stop, pull over, and, and check that out just because I – just like the game so much. Yeah, and I mean, I, and I mean, there's a difference between watching something at home and watching it in the stadium because in the stadium you're there, right? There's not right. the distractions like when you're at home and everything's at home, so you can like kind of go and come as you want. You can, right. uh, you like, then you got commercials and all that stuff. I mean, now you can pause it and come back to it. Like at a stadium, mm-hmm. whatever sport you're watching, like you have to be pay attention to it. So it's definitely a different atmosphere. So. Baseball is definitely something I'm 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 open to exploring more um, and 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 touring. Um, you didn't hear, but Chris, one of Chris' uh, bucket list things is to go, uh, see a game in every stadium. Um, that's and, that's and, one of mine too. And so I, I forget like how many he. I think he's in the double digits at least of like uh, oh wow stadiums and everything. So he's, he he does that. So it's just a beautiful thing. And again, like seeing it through somebody else's eyes has uh, is very helpful and everything. So Jay, I truly appreciate you, man, sharing your story, sharing your love for the game and everything. And um, just continuing that as, as we do and as we grow and everything and just sharing this with me so I can understand uh, the game a little bit more and, and appreciate it a little bit more um, than I right. do right now. So no, no problem, man. I appreciate you having me. I, I, same thing with Chris. Um, I love going to different stadiums. Like whenever I go somewhere, um, I'm always trying to figure out like, is there a baseball game going? Like, mm-hmm. and so when I moved here, when I moved to Maryland, um, one of Tanya's uh, good friends, he took me to an Orioles game um, at Camden Yards, and okay. it was just like, uh, just a. I've been to uh, I've been to Dodger Stadium. Uh, I've been to Braves Stadium. I've been uh, San Francisco, Oakland. Seems like oh, I've been to uh, been to a Cardinals game in St. Louis. Okay. Um, but just the history of Camden Yards, man, it was like, and there was so much, uh, you know, it, it was just it was a lot to see. Um, way more than like at, at the Oakland A Stadium, like they, I mean, they had like the Cal Ripken statues and just. It was crazy. So that was like when I first moved here, I was like, man, I, you know, I, I made it to, you know, Camden Yards. So yeah. I'm always trying to go to different stadiums. So, yeah. I mean, and it's a beautiful thing. And I think like I mean, like any sport, but I think baseball just has a very unique set of fans and everything and tradition. And I mean, it's the, the I mean, it's the longest tradition sport in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, since the takeover but uh <laughs> but uh but uh we'll, we'll leave that for another podcast episode but again right. uh, thanks thank you so much for uh sharing your joy and your love for this game man and uh no I'm problem sure bro people will connect with this man so until next time y'all peace out
Peace. This has been another episode of Dig Undug. I really hope you got something out of this. And if you did, go ahead and make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a comment below. I want to hear from you. Also, you can reach me on Instagram at digundug or email me at digundug at gmail.com. Share this with your family, friends, co-workers, and your squad. I look forward to your comments. And with that, keep digging, y'all. Peace out.